Praise be to God forever. Jesus Christ is Lord, risen from the dead. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to begin in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 14. I'll be reading from the New King James today. Thank you, Jesus. And it reads in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. I want to read it one more time. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. You know, I want to say that the biggest enemy of the spiritual truths of the kingdom of God is the natural man. Amen. Or let's say it this way, someone who lives only by the senses and thinks in line with what is after the ways of the world. Amen. We could say it another way, they're politically correct, and that's how they live. It's based on what the whims of society think. It's what, you know, our present-day uh, popular, popular thought is. But the Bible also refers to these kinds of people as sensual or living by the senses of the flesh. You know, the five senses, sight, hearing, touch, smell, and taste. How many people do you know that will not acknowledge that there is another world, and yet we do not discard the physical senses or live contrary to them? We don't step out in front of a semi going down the road at uh, uh, 65 miles an hour, we could say, and say, well, that will not harm me. You know, Jesus uh, pretty much uh, stated that we don't tempt God when the devil said, well, throw yourself off this pinnacle. Right. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. So we don't live recklessly. We don't live foolishly. We, we still acknowledge that we are physical. We still acknowledge that we interact in a physical world here. But we also understand that that is not all there is. Amen? We do not discard the physical senses or live contrary to them. God gave us these physical senses to deal with the world in which we live in. Amen? Amen. Praise God. But we are to also acknowledge that there is another world. Not only when we die are we going to another dimension, but we interact with one, or we should be, right now. We should be interacting with a spiritual world. And let me just say, whether you realize you're doing it or whether you don't, you are interacting with a That's spiritual right. world. Right. We should consciously and by faith, we should dedicate ourselves to do that. But even if you're not, even if you don't believe in a spiritual world, it does not mean it's not real. That's right. Amen? Amen. That's, right. That's true. You, you can say... A lot of things, but that doesn't mean they're real. And you can disbelieve a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that they're not real. That's 
Amen? Right. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we know that there is another world, a spirit world or a spirit dimension, if you will, where God, angels, and yes, demons, abide and interact with us in this world of time and space, this natural world. So, again, we have physical senses. We don't discard them. We don't disbelieve that we have them. We have them. Amen? Amen. And we use them. I use uh, the, the physical sense of taste quite a bit every time I order a steak. Amen? But anyway, do you understand what I'm talking about? We live <laughs> in a physical world, and we use our physical senses to do just that. But there is another world, and that's what I want to talk about. And that's what the Apostle Paul was referring to, I believe, in, in many ways. But as we look here, how do we know there is another world? How do we know? Well, apart from the, the Lord appearing to us, and, and there are some people that, you know, God does just that. He supernaturally, above and beyond the natural, He reveals Himself to them. The Apostle Paul, before he was Paul, he was Saul of Tarsus. And he was on his way to jail and to, to uh, put in, uh, to, uh, how shall I say, disrupt and disband uh, a, a sect that he hated at the time called Christians. You know, there's a lot of people who don't like you because you're a Christian. They may not have any other reason other than you're a Christian. Well, that is demonic. But anyway... Uh, on his way, the Lord revealed himself as a, as a, a light brighter than the, than, the, than the sun, knocking him down by a force that he could not uh, in any way explain. And there he was, lying on the ground, saying, Who are you, Lord? He didn't know who he was, but anybody that could do what he had experienced, he knew they were Lord. Amen? Right. Are you listening to me? So... I'm here to tell you that God can and God does supernaturally reveal himself to people, whether it be in visions, whether it be encounters like, like Saul of Tarsus had, changing his life, causing him to become the great apostle Paul that wrote over half in the New Testament, that was martyred for his faith. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Or whether it be by the word. And this is the the uh, primary way this is the rule of thumb if you will in the, in the kingdom of God Jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel and those that believe hallelujah they will be saved amen, amen. praise God and this is the primary way the word of God the preaching of the gospel praise God the word of God Jesus himself said in John 6 verse 63 that his words are spirit and life so the word of god takes us into a realm of spirit the word of god even though it speaks of natural things uh, from the very beginning in genesis 1 god created all of these things in this natural arena the spirit of god moved and caused the word of god almighty to be accomplished or to be revealed praise god god said let there be and the Holy Spirit moved and caused it to be. And it's the same way today. What God has said in His Word, it lifts up our Lord Jesus, and it causes 
the Holy Spirit to move in and through our lives. Jesus himself sent us the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is, is not just a natural man. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Remember, when Peter realized he was more than just a man, Jesus said, now you're blessed. And he also spoke of an, a changing of life because no longer would he be called Simon. He would be Peter from now on. A solid rock, if you will. Praise the name of Jesus Christ forever. Do you know Jesus is more than just a babe in a manger? Do you know that he, according to the scripture, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son? In order to be sent forth, he already existed. If I'm going to go from this room to another room, then I have to already exist to make that transition. Are you here today? Praise the name of Jesus. And so Jesus is the Christ. It's not his last name. It's who he is. He is the anointed one. He is the Messiah, the great king. Hallelujah. The prophesied one that was to come and is now forever. King of kings and Lord of lords. Praise God. Hallelujah. This same Jesus we see by faith and the scripture is the Christ, the eternal one. Jesus, we have a reference. He was born of physical flesh. He was given the name to the man child. And so Jesus is that which relates to us. Praise God. But Christ became flesh. The eternal one became something that was appearing to be finite. Something appearing to be dealing with time and space. Are you listening to me? But when you really know who Jesus is, you see that he's, and you look past the manger scene, and you look in, if you will, to the eyes of fire. You look in to the, to the anointing of the Spirit, not only upon him, but flowed through him. When you listen to the words he spoke, and you don't just hear a man preaching a message, but you hear the Father calling his people to himself, then you know that he is more than just physical he is the everlasting lord of glory he is the eternal son of god praise god hallelujah and we thank the lord jesus we thank christ jesus that he not only lived among us as flesh but he offers us spirit he offers us newness of life by the same spirit that raised him from the dead so we shall be also, praise God. But his words are spirit and they are life. What kind of life? Life in union with God. Life proceeding from God and not just what we eat and drink. Not just the natural. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone or by the things you eat. But by the word of God. Proceeding from the mouth of the Father, praise God. Hallelujah, the rhema word of God, the quickened word of God by the Holy Spirit gives us life, and that life is not just in the natural. Jesus is offering you, even as he's offering everyone, a life in the Spirit, praise God. Acknowledging the working of the Holy Spirit and the angelic host, looking unto Jesus, the author and the developer of your faith, Hallelujah. The scripture is alive and powerful. 
It even divides soul and spirit. Hebrews 4.12. Amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Word of God brings us into spirit. Even as we deal with natural needs that we have, we see the greater and the more powerful is not the natural, but the supernatural or the spirit, praise God. Hallelujah. The Word of God reveals, it divides between natural and supernatural, between natural and spirit, praise God. And it reveals the spirit world to us. And the Holy Spirit causes us to believe, to receive, and operate therein by faith. All of this comes about by the Holy Spirit. It doesn't come about by your New Year's resolutions. It doesn't come about by your best intentions. It doesn't come about by your will. Even though all of that can have a, have a play, if you will. All of that can have a participation in the things of God. It is God who gets the glory. It is God who is your power. Amen? It is God who is your Lord. And He is the one at work in us that we might know the spirit world in the manner in which we are called to, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah forever. Are you listening to me? There is a world yet to come, but it interacts with this world now. Jesus said to pray, what? Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, praise God. What else did he say? He talked about many things in that great prayer, but he said, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Here we are in this world having this interaction of the leading of God, because that's who you're praying to. Amen. Praying to the Father who art in heaven, and you're being led, and God delivers you. There's an interaction, there's a working of the spirit world in this world, and it should be in your life and mine. Amen. Amen. Praise God. The things of the spirit of the living and true God, and not just the working of the dead spirit of Satan. Amen. Now again, whether you want to acknowledge there's a spirit world or not, you know, I pray you do. I pray you come to the knowledge of Jesus as your Christ, the Savior. Amen. But even if you deny it, even if you disbelieve it, it does not make it untrue. I want us to go to uh, uh, 2 Corinthians now, or excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. And I want to read what I just started with in the context, praise God. And so we're going to begin in verse 9. Again, the Apostle Paul. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Isaiah 64, verse 4. But God has revealed them to us. And that's what he's referring to as it is written. Isaiah 64, verse 4. I'm sorry. Now, verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. What? What we cannot see in the natural. What we cannot know in the natural, we could say. The Holy Spirit reveals them to us. Again, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, 
nor have entered into the heart of man that's understanding after the natural, but the Holy Spirit has revealed them to us. Now, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? You know, that part of you, that, that knower. Where do you know things? In your knower. What's your real knower? You can know things in your head, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in here. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. Amen. You know what's good. You know what's evil. Now, you know, some would call that a conscience. That's definitely true. But that is your spirit interacting with the Holy Spirit. Amen. That is your spirit interacting with the sovereign spirit. And in the last days... That's going to be so uh, mixed up and confused that man will no longer be able to hear the Spirit of God. And I believe that will not just be those outside the church. I believe that will be those so-called in the church, yet not of faith, yet not knowing the truth. They just attend church. They're ritualistic. They're, you know, that they, they live a traditional life they live a, a life that well you know this is what I'm supposed to do because that's what everybody else is doing and they don't have the power of the word of God at work in them to divide soul and spirit to show them that maybe what they're thinking up here in the mind will and emotions isn't true because it it's scratching around on the inside of you saying that can't be true that can't be right Every one of you that's ever been convicted of sin know exactly what I'm talking about. On the inside of you, you knew that even what you chose to do with your mind was not right. Amen. Amen. Are you listening? Amen. So what do we, how do we know these things? By the spirit that's within us. We are a spirit. We possess a soul. Mind, will, and emotions. And we live in a body. Amen. Even so, no, uh, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is revealing the things of God to us. But where does He reveal them? He reveals them in our spirit man. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. You know, the spirit of the world is the spirit of Antichrist. It is the spirit that is in, in, in odds, uh, opposition to the Holy Spirit, to the Lordship of Jesus, to the goodness and, and power of God Almighty. That spirit that's in the world, that has always been in the world, is the spirit that denies the things of God, refuses, rejects the things of God. So be very careful how much worldliness you allow in your life Amen. it says now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God now we as believers have received the spirit of God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God the only way you know what God has for your life and what God has, you know, to flow through your life 
is by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God. He goes on to say in verse 13, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now the verse. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned or understood. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So again, we do not deny what is in the world. We don't stick our heads in the proverbial sand. Amen? But we know the Spirit of God and the promises of God are greater than this world. Hallelujah. Praise be to the name of Jesus. It's like we know, we acknowledge that sickness may be in our body. Sickness is in the world, dear ones. It's a very real thing. All you got to do is go to a lot of hospitals and see for yourself. You can go look at a lot of uh, cemeteries and see for yourself. It will not only be a reality of its presence in this world, it is a deadly presence that we are in the faith can resist. Amen? Praise God. So yes, we acknowledge the power of sickness. We acknowledge the real threat of sickness in this world. But we acknowledge greater than sickness is the Lord Jesus. Greater than sickness is the working of the Spirit. Greater than sickness is the promises of God. Do you understand me now? Greater than sickness is God who is able to heal us from all diseases. Praise God. Psalm 103. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus is greater than. Our God is greater than. We know the Spirit of God and the promises of God are greater than whatever this world threatens us with or tries to cause fear to rise in us. We stay in the faith by holding to the words of God. Amen? Amen. Jesus is Lord, and God is the only God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah! Satan would try to make himself God. He is called the God of this age, the God of this world, a small g, because there is only one God, no matter what Satan tries to get people to think. Satan tries to get people to see how, how great and mighty he is, but he's a defeated foe. He is your enemy, even though he may give you the Judas kiss from time to time and try to say he's your friend, he will turn you over at any moment to to death. Even as he did Jesus, uh, Judas did. So Satan was in him at the time. Now, Jesus is Lord and God is the only God. The blood of Jesus speaks into our hearts and lives better things. Can you say that to yourself? Better things, praise God. That's what the blood of Jesus speaks. Better things, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So yes, we know the things in the world. We, we don't stick our heads in the sands, but we acknowledge. We don't just live after this natural dimension. We live in this natural dimension, first and foremost, seeking the reign of God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom or the reign of God in his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you praise god 
things, physical things. Amen. Now, I want us to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I want us to look at verse 16. Again, New King James, and it reads, Praise God. And, uh, and uh, it says, Therefore. Now, we're going to look at that a little later. Uh, as I've said before, when you see the word therefore, you look and see why it's there. You look and see what it's there for. Amen? Praise God. It says, Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Praise God. Therefore is the context, is the context of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ died for all rose again offering all newness of life in his lordship in the holy spirit and word therefore from that reference point no no one only by natural means because we believe in the gospel of jesus christ that christ died for us he rose again and he has given us the spirit and the word praise god whereby we can know his lordship and his interaction in our life praise god by faith we receive this. From that reference point, now we know no man or no one simply by natural means because we have entered into a spirit world, dear ones. We have entered into a faith that acknowledges a spirit dimension. And as we look at the world around us, especially human beings, we look not only at natural of the flesh, but we look at them as a spirit as a soul and a body praise god even as we acknowledge ourselves so we acknowledge one another praise god from that reference point even as we receive christ by faith even so others that have received christ by faith and those that can receive christ by faith this is how we look at people this is how we look at people christ has made god's presence accessible to us that have received and those that can receive. If they are in the faith of Christ, we know them as temples of the Spirit of God. If they are not believers, we know them as those that can be. Praise God. Now, as we were all in unbelief, drowning in our sin, only living by the flesh, and knowing Jesus Christ after the flesh, yet we have come into faith and the Spirit of God has caused us to be born again. We are now led by the Spirit of the living God. So we continue to live into God, unto God. In the physical body of flesh right here and now, we live in natural world dimension. We also acknowledge first and foremost a spiritual dimension. Knowing that we are first a spirit being knowing that we possess a mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a physical body of senses. Therefore, we seek the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? Now, this is not only for us, but this is for others. How are our relations affecting them spiritually? You know, some people think, well, if I sin, well, you know, that's just on me. No, 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 it isn't. Sin affects others. Are you listening? Even as righteousness. It's not just for you to go to heaven. It's to get others to go to heaven. But it's not just heaven uh, on the sweet by and by. It's heaven in this sweet here and now. Glory to God. Amen. 
But are we affecting people for the Spirit of God unto life everlasting? Or are we affecting their lives for damnation? You see, we're not only called to live for God for us, we're called to live for God for others. You know, this was a, 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 something that hung over me like a dark cloud in my earlier years because I had people die that I considered them friends, but I had only led them away from God. I was not living for God then. I was confused. I was living in darkness myself, but I was not just having condemnation in my life. I was spreading it around, dear ones. I was affecting people for Satan. Even though I'd grown up in a Christian home, even though God had interacted with me several times and delivered me from pretty tough stuff. And when I rededicated my life to Christ and received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, glory to God, one of the greatest things that happened to me then and there were several, instantaneous, there were several, but the greatest thing, one of them, was lifting that guilt and shame off of me. Amen. Because it was a powerful thing in my life. It almost sent me to hell. And dear ones, if you've been living naturally, you're influencing people for hell. But you can repent, and you can receive the Spirit of grace, and you can be transformed, and you can begin to live in this natural dimension acknowledging a greater than Amen. and not acknowledging a more powerful than. Amen. From that time when I rededicated my life to Christ and received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I have endeavored to live for God, therefore influencing for Christ. That's why I'm here today. Amen. Praise God. Let's stand.